Sup? What is up? It's uh, it's your boy, as <laughs> always. Here, here, uh, you know, showing out for y'all again. Yet another Friday. Uh, I'm making an idiot out of myself. It's John with the uh, Hear Me Out podcast. You know what's up? You didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna introduce yourself? I, well, I no. This is Braylon. <laughs> I I love doing episodes with you, but dude, I miss the boys, man. Wow. Okay. I I gotta get that uncut gems in with them. But wow, I also you gotta, haven't even watched it yet because I'm waiting to see it with them. But we, <laughs> you and I, have to do the lighthouse. We do. Um, with or without Emily, if you're listening, grow Jean, pick it up, bro. Get over here and watch that damn movie so we can... What was that? I don't know. It's like a like a jump scare. I don't Speaking like that of jump scare, I don't... I, I mean, I, I locked the door of the studio. It's it's cool. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so, uh, we are going to be reviewing in pretty decent detail because it's fresh in our minds... Uh, the first Scream movie. Yes. Which is one of your favorites. It's top 10 for me. Yeah. I do love Scream. Yeah, if you guys listen to that podcast, you'll you'll remember that that's one of Which is funny because I didn't used to really care about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't either. I didn't like it even. You tweeted like in November that you didn't like it. I was like, movie. it's overrated, man. It's, I don't get it. But you know what I think it was? I think it was oversaturation. That might have been it. I mean, you see... You know, the ghost face everywhere. But you also see Jason everywhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pennywise is getting really bad, too. It. Yeah. He was all over the place. I mean, there's little kids dressed up as Pennywise, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, oversaturation of scary characters. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> Desensitization. That's that's, that's what, not a word. D- yes, it is. Desensitization. I don't think that's. To become desensitized. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's it how it's said. But okay. <laughs> any, any English majors, please pipe in. That and, didn't. It didn't sound like a word, but. Um, so uh, before we really jump into the movie, I think that I should kind of bring bring attention to how ginormous this movie was for the genre. Uh, Scream is probably. Probably the first, if not one of the first, movies that were like meta in the horror genre. Like it made fun of itself. It's self-referential. And it it also has so many callbacks to real world movies. Like you feel like these are real people because they're watching movies you watched last week. Right. You know, Um, there's a couple of main characters that we got to deal with. Um, Several of them are recurring throughout the series. And we might go through the series one day. We'll, we'll do separate episodes on separate movies and everything. But we just figured it had been a little while before we did since we did an actual review episode. The last one was probably Hereditary and Midsummer, right? Yeah. And the three of us who were doing that, we we just watched Midsummer, so we had a better grasp on that. But we hadn't watched. I mean, Hereditary. Yes. And uh, but we hadn't watched Midsummer in a while. So it, things got kind of bouncy. Right. So this time to be a little more prepared, uh, you know, the evolution of being a host of a podcast like we are, you know, we, we're 
we're doing better. We're researching things and we're watching watching over stuff. So what we did is we just um, we watched Scream. I got home yeah. from work and I was like, so we're going to do an episode on Scream, right? And Stevie was like, yeah. I was like, let's kill about an hour and 45 minutes. Watch it so it's fresh in our brain. Take some notes and let's kill Hit it. the road. Yeah. Um, main characters, uh, Neve Campbell as Sydney Prescott. Uh, Rose McGowan as, what's it, Tatum? Mm-hmm. David Arquette as Dewey. Matthew Lillard as Stu. Matthew Lillard as Stu. Skeet Ulrich as... Billy. Billy. Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. And Jamie Kennedy as Randy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now that I've got that out of the way, uh, I can introduce Neve Campbell as Sydney. Sydney is such a, um, a classic main character, and that's part of like the meta thing that this movie was trying to do. Uh, she's such a classic main character because that's what you think of when you think of a horror movie. You think of the final girl, and you think of you know classic fits all the tropes. She's the virgin character, and she's the helpless girl that ends up becoming a badass by the end. Uh, I'd say she's probably the second best scream queen ever. I'd say the same, honestly. Uh, I'd say number one for me, but I know you got Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it would have been tough competition until this last Halloween came out. Mm -hmm. Because that's a badass lady in that new one. That's true. That's true. Uh, That's another episode I want to do with you. You have to watch Halloween too, but I want to talk about the different canons. Mm -hmm. and The uh, way they change the story in both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there's a ton of movie franchises that do that. Uh, Star Wars has a bunch of canon inconsistencies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw is probably the worst with it. Um, I mean, the fucking worst. <laughs> There's probably five or six timelines in Jesus. in like nine movies. It's shit. Some of them they don't even have the same last name. Like what? <laughs> yeah, the family doesn't have the same last name in some of them. I'm going to scoot a little closer because I think I sounded quiet. I really hope I'm not quiet for that first, I don't know, That's okay. fucking seven minutes. Let's see. Six minutes. It was close. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, another thing that this movie's done uh, for pop culture is brought – so it, it was it was around before, and that's actually how it became the costume for the character, but the ghost face mask mm-hmm. was just like a, a dime store cheap costume to buy for Halloween. Right. And that's part of the story. It's like they just ran out and got a random costume that you can find anywhere so you can't trace it. Right. And um, now that dime store costume is, you know, that's a $60, $70 costume at Party City. Yeah. That, that's a, it's a super iconic look of a, of a bad guy in a scary movie. Uh, directed by Wes Craven, who did Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes 1 and 2. All of the other Scream movies and the first and last Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And more. Shocker. And, <laughs> you know, he didn't just, just do that, but that's what he's probably best known for. Um. All right. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and kick off the movie. I guess we're going to dive in, man. I yeah. was going to say something, though, before we got off the topic of yeah. um, uh, Neve being the final girl. Yeah. Um, Cause like like how you were saying, she does fit that mold perfectly. Where For you know sure. she starts off and she's 
docile and she yeah. ends up being a badass. Yeah. But I do respect the way that they didn't make her an idiot. I feel like a lot of times with Final Girls, at least back then. Well, they saved the idiot for Tatum. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like a lot of times for the main character, like you get annoyed because, you know, they're tripping in the woods and they're. Mm-hmm. But there, there was a part where Neve said, you know, if that were me in a scary movie, I would. I don't know why yeah. around the stairs. I'm gonna run to the front door. It's like yeah. so. Like she, she. I think she appeals to, to people's. You know, like it's annoying to watch the girl trip. Every I know. Time. I, I've watched Halloween with you. I know. Yeah. But you know, it's that funny. was one of the most. Everybody to everybody listening, that was one of the most offensive hour and a half of my life. I hate it. I was just sitting there. You hate that movie, or do you? No, 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 okay. no. I, didn't, I don't hate the movie. I just hated the experience of watching it. Yeah. I was just, I mean, because I think that movie's an absolute genius masterpiece in like 1970s movie making. They they made that shit for $130,000 or something like that. Mm. and Maybe not that little. I think they said it was the equivalent of $1.5 today. Okay, right. Back then in 78. Um, But yeah, you were just, you and your mom were both criticizing every turn just yeah because i hate watching people be stupid on tv it's annoying it's plot building but i was gonna say um without neve being the idiot it is kind of funny because the first bit with drew barrymore she's the dumbass Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying she's like i'm gonna go open the door i need to go outside yeah (laughs) i had actually written that down a little bit too Mm -hmm. um so, so what she's talking about, the, the movie starts off pretty abruptly. It just kind of shines into uh, Drew Barrymore's character, Casey. She's uh, making popcorn, waiting for her boyfriend to come over and, uh, you know, just getting ready to watch a movie. She's got some comfy clothes on and she's about to just chill. And mm-hmm. she gets a call and it's a raspy voice that says, uh, is asking her, where she is, who she is, does she have a boyfriend, and then asks about scary movies. And she's like, yeah, my favorite one's Halloween, you know, the guy with the white face, that kind of stuff. And uh, what I really liked was they talked about Nightmare on Elm Street, Mm -hmm. which is Wes Craven's probably biggest movie before this. And uh, he said, isn't that the one with the guy with the knives for hands? And she said... Yeah, the first one was scary, but the rest of them sucked. <laughs> and it's really funny because, like, <laughs> what's it? The rest no, of them. yeah, he's just like, fuck them other guys. Y'all, <laughs> y'all fucked up my creation. Um, But, yeah, and so the ghost face killer starts threatening her over the phone. Isn't that when he's like, I want to know who I'm looking at? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's talking about, like, don't hang up the phone or I'll gut you and... Um, bitch. yeah yeah and it's, it's like it's not funny but like the like it's very abrasive it's, so it's abrasive. a it's a really strong way to start out a movie <laughs> and uh so then she sees that he's got her boyfriend captured and he's gonna kill him if she can't answer trivia questions right which is like the most insane game of jeopardy i've ever seen like, dude yeah, honestly fuck so yeah, I don't know her. though, man. Trebek calling people losers—that's pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, that's trending right now. If you if you haven't been on Twitter, it's the I one love where that man. the one where the girls like my my hobby is nerdcore. It's it's a bunch of nerdy people rapping about uh, nerdy, nerdy things stuff. like comic books and not being able to get dates. And he's just like, "You mean losers?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'd love to see him versus Ghostface in a in a in a fry off. See who who can get the better who. 
Um, so Casey's boyfriend is sitting in a chair outside in spotlight and uh, he's like, if you can't guess, if you can't answer this question, would he still laugh at Trebek? No, I'm just uh, thinking about how I, and I said this when we were watching it. This is part of the reason why we rewatched it is to get all of this in line. But I, uh, I always get scream in my head mixed up with scary movies. So when you said he was tied up outside, I thought of the dude and she was like, that's not my boyfriend. That's the pool boy. <laughs> I thought it was Prince. No, I don't know. Prince was outside. No, it wasn't Prince. It was not Prince. What what part was Prince in? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Prince. Regardless, I just always get them mixed up. But uh <laughs> Yeah, and he's asking uh he's asking trivia questions and um he asks who is the killer in Friday the thirteenth? Mm-hmm. Which is overall Jason, but he said Friday the thirteenth, so number one. Mm-hmm. And that's the only movie where Jason's not the killer. Sorry for the spoiler. Um, but you should have seen it by now. It was released in 1980. <laughs> it's been 40 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That, was, that was the same year as Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Guts the boyfriend and chases her around the house and eventually kills her, too. And But, you know, it's interesting to me because I'm going to go ahead and throw out one of the things I noticed. I, I kind of put this down as a fun fact, but it's it's not really a fun fact. It's it's more of something I kind of noticed. Um, so Drew Barrymore at the time was probably one of the biggest names in the movie. Uh, David Arquette was pretty big. Courtney Cox was on Friends. So mm-hmm. there was – yeah. Um, but Drew Barrymore was up there and uh, – she was on the front cover of the movie, even though she was only in the movie for like, I don't know, six minutes. Yeah, tops. Yeah. Uh, but she dies early on in the beginning, which made me kind of think of if I had to like reach back into, you know, scary movies, like just digging through stuff. I thought of Psycho because uh, Marion Crane was our main girl. That was my phone. Uh, Marion Crane was our main girl and she dies halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Her sister takes over, and she's the one that ends up, you know, winning in the end. But uh, she, you know, she had poster privileges, and it was uh, Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's yeah, mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was crazy, but maybe, maybe it could smart been. on their part. Also, could have been a right. Like I said, this is super referential. So like, and I'm even gonna go through points where they brought up names of things, like and. and Things and consequences that happen to other characters in other movies. So, uh, yeah, Casey and her boyfriend die. And uh, then we skip right into our actual main character, Neve Campbell's character, Sydney Prescott. She's chilling in a room and her creepy ass boyfriend, <laughs> Billy, pops her up. Johnny Depp looking ass. Yeah, he, he's like great value Johnny Depp. Middle part, which is funny because that's one of our fun facts is that they actually they cast him. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah. they cast him because he looked so much like him. Yeah, and And they wanted the spoof on old horror movies so to look just like yeah Nightmare on Elm Street. They were like, we need the main guy to look. Which is another another one that I love talking about. I'm sure I've told you a bunch of times, but Johnny Depp was only cast in Nightmare on Elm Street because Wes Craven knew his daughter had a crush on him, and he was like. Well, she's never gonna forgive me if I don't cast him. <laughs> so, so that's the only reason Johnny Depp. That might be one of the only reasons Johnny Depp's got as big a career. Mm-hmm. That was like his breakout role. Not, I mean, Twenty One Jump Street was, 
technically, what? but yeah, I, I mean, mean household wise, like that scene. It's huge, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it, on Elm Street, so that's that's a one. classic, yeah. Um, so yeah, creepy ass Billy walks into Sydney's room <laughs> and says Billy has such a shitty name. <laughs> well, he's he's really creepy because he walks in and like so so before I really get into it, you're my girlfriend. How how does it feel? Is it ever weird how much I like scary movies? I mean, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> because I feel bad sometimes when I watch this movie because I'm like, fuck, I know I'm normal, but like movies like this give you every reason to fucking think I'm not, you know? Because he pops in the room and he's like, I was watching The Exorcist and it made me think of you. Like, what the f- why would that make you think of her? He's like, I saw her spin her head around in a circle. Was your girlfriend masturbating with a crucifix or something? Yeah, like, okay. and he was like, Oh yeah, Sydney does that all the time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo, man. But at least I'm not that weird. At least I'm not pulling up at your house and I'm like, Hey, uh, I was at work and I saw an ad for Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and I was like, I got to text Steffi. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> She should have known then that he was a serial killer. I'd have honestly. pushed him out the window. Just <laughs> movie over. He's got that one curl up front, like Johnny Depp and Cry Baby. Yeah, like damn it. Yeah, and the middle part. Yeah. Uh, and so we find out she's like a virgin, uh, like pretty hardcore virgin too. Like, won't even let Billy stick a hand up the skirt. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's super like, no, Billy, we're not really feeling this. Like. I'm all about just kind of keeping it pure right now. And so he he's he's dipping. He's dipping out after they kind of talk a little bit and make out a little bit. And she's like, yo, I know I can't give you that uh, unrated shit, but how about some PG-13 shit? Flash your boobs. That's not what she said, but. Not literally, not verbatim. She was like, yo. <laughs> yo, I'm trying to see these titties though. But like, yeah, so. And he, um. He falls out the window. What what I thought was cool was uh, the music playing. It was uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper," but it was like slowed down. It was a cover. Okay. It, I don't know if I, I mentioned it too, but I I thought it was really cool. I put it on my Spotify right then and there. I didn't realize. It's cool. It's cool. Um. So they next morning, uh, there's a police blockade outside the school, uh, and they find out that Casey died. And uh, Tatum's the one that tells her, and she's like, "Yeah, she got like, she didn't just die; she got like fucked up." And then they bring her, they bring uh, Sydney to the principal's office, and that's the first mm-hmm. time we see Dewey. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. What happens after that joint? In the principal's office? No, 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 no. Well, um. Okay, I remember now. What? I, I didn't know if you wanted to read some. I don't know where you are. Oh. There. <laughs> <laughs> He's confusing me, guys. I was just I was just going off of him. Follow and suit, just, homie. Okay. So yeah, I mean all the friends are uh, you said she was in the principal's office. It's not where she goes. They're sitting on the well, side of the fountain. That's yeah. why you confuse me. Well, she took she was only in the principal's office for like less than a minute. They were talking what to the- her. But I mean it, it's important because this is the first time you see the principal. It's the first time you see Dewey. That's and then true, we see that they're interviewing the kids. Like, yeah. who knew Casey? Are, yeah. are you the one that killed him? That's and, what it was. They were interviewing everybody. And then, yeah. And that so, falls into well, the next part. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah they, they came out of the uh, the office and they're all sitting at the fountain outside. And they're talking about, you know, what did you get asked? And uh, like, Did what, they ask we, if you like hunting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And then Sue is like super graphic about the murder. It, well, that and uh, they were talking about like, how do you even gut a deer? And then like Billy whips his head around. And he's like, you you take it no, from Stu. the gro- Oh, okay. It well, was Stu. I remember Billy. And that's the first time that was it Billy? That was like a little subtlety would be nice. Yeah. It was Billy because later yeah. in the movie he says it again to him. But he's super not subtle in the movie. Uh, no, at all. Um, but yeah, Stu's super weird too. All the dudes are really weird in this movie, except Dewey. Dewey's my dude. Stu, Stu is good at not acting like a psychopath. Stu just seems like a really obnoxious. He's friend. just amateur. Like I, I feel like I feel like the only person who's truly like weird is Billy, which is funny because hey, like, Randy's weird to, as shit. You think Randy's weird? I think Randy's super weird. I think he's too smart for his own good because he called out everything he saw the whole time he saw it, and he was like, "Nobody believes me. Whatever, fuck y'all." Like, <laughs> yeah, I think Randy's kind of weird, but I mean it. Not weird in like a dangerous way. I think I think he's weird in my way. Like a, exactly the way that like sorry, I'm trying to fix this shit where we can see uh John doesn't know what he's doing. I don't understand computers. Uh but yeah, so so they just finished talking. Uh, nothing really crazy happens there, but they we're kind of getting a feel for everybody. Tatum's yeah, the hot yeah, girl. Yeah, you get to see kind of what they're, yeah. Neve's cool. I mean, not Neve. Damn. Sydney's cool, but she's shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy's weird and shy. Stu's obnoxious and weird. Yeah. And Randy <laughs> is basically only obsessed with horror movies. That's that's all there is to I mean, to it's him. funny that you call him weird when that's exactly how you are. I don't understand. Never said I wasn't, but I'm just saying. like that's... He's like, Randy's weird as shit. He only likes horror movies and he works but in I videos. Don't, I don't only like horror movies. I don't. We've done several episodes on... Now, don't get me wrong. These are the hey, ones... Hey, Randy likes other movies, too. He makes a Clueless reference later on in the movies. So. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> if. And uh, so, from that point, we skip to uh, Sydney being home alone. Her dad had left on a... What, was it a business conference? I think Is that's... Is that the beginning? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I think... Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful house. Um, And she's watching the news, and Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox... Uh, is talking about her mother's death last year, and that like pisses her off. She's like upset, so she mm-hmm. cuts the TV off and walks off, and uh, eventually comes back to the couch and falls asleep. So she wakes up, and Tatum calls her, and she's like, "Hey, I'm coming to get you. Practice ran late, um, but yeah, just be ready, and you come stay with me yeah, while your dad's totally gone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, uh, Ghosty pops up. No, he calls her. When phone she's rings. out, I thought he called her earlier. No, he called her late. Yeah. Okay. After she gets on the phone with her, the phone rings again. Yeah. All right. And yeah. she thought it was Randy. She thought it was Randy the whole until yeah, and then he was like, "I'm on your front porch." And yeah. She was, he was like, like "Bullshit! Her. I'm like, gonna go out here." And she's like, "What am I doing?" She's picking her nose. Picking her nose. And she's like, "What am I doing, dumbass?" Like, "No, you're not out here." Yeah. And then he was in the house in the closet. So. Yeah. Um. And then. Sorry, I was reading over some of my notes, and I some of it's just pointless. I don't. I wrote down too much for my own good. Um, but then, yeah, uh, Ghostface dips out uh, because he had chased her into her room, where she kind of blockaded off. Well, right, right. She blockaded it off, and she blocked it because so, and that's reoccurring in the movie. Actually, her closet door backs up to her door to a bedroom. Yeah. So when she opens her closet door, it won't let her. It jams her her door closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, only enough where so you can like get your arm through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
if I'm not mistaken, I believe the killer's got his arm in there trying to get her. And then I think he hears somebody pull. It might have been the cops because I think Sydney had just enough time to call the cops or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, she got on the computer. You're right. You're right. She did. She got on her computer and that's what it was. Someone, either either her friend showed up. Somebody showed up. Billy. No. Somebody else pulled up and scared the killer away. And then that's when Billy climbed up in her window. Dewey then. It had to have been Dewey because Dewey was the one that was downstairs. That, yeah, that was it. It was the yeah, it was Dewey that showed up because when she opened the door downstairs with Billy, that part's was, so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god, he's like, ah! <laughs> which is so funny because also it's like a scary movie with the. Uh, <laughs> said. What's his name? Like, oh, uh, Doofy. Doofy. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Smell my finger." That's what being a real man's like. Oh, yeah, we smell mine. What's that? My butthole. <laughs> I love scary movie. I'm cleaning my room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you mention that uh, Billy comforts her when he crawls through the window? No. Billy comforts her when he <coughs> when he crawls through the window and he's like, "Killer's gone. Don't worry." And a cell phone drops out of his pocket. Yep. Cell yeah. phone falls right out of his pocket. Um, freaks her out and she runs down the stairs. He's chasing her. He's like, "Sydney, what's wrong?" And you all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got tickled with oh, okay. And uh, go outside with that shit. I can't. Um, <coughs> talk. <laughs> well, I'm distracted now. You're uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then Dewey's holding up the ghost face mask, scares shit out of her. I laugh. Um, Billy gets arrested, and then we find out Dewey and Tatum are siblings because they're like. I'm about to take her home. And he's like, does mom know? And she's like, yeah, well, she doesn't fucking have to know because she almost got killed. And, you know, Dewey's like, okay, whatever. Just treat me like, treat me with respect. <laughs> you know? Mom but, said that when I have yeah. this badge on, to treat me like an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's 25. But Tatum, Tatum kind of gives in and they take Sydney to the police station to get an official filing. Mm-hmm. And Billy's also getting kind of interrogated. Yeah. yeah questioned. Um, and he's he's pleading his innocence as as he's getting kind of taken away to booking. And he he's yelling, Sydney, Sydney, it wasn't me. And you see that she starts crying. She's so upset because like this is a guy that she trusted so much. Mm-hmm. But oh I, I can't imagine. Um Well and she doesn't want to believe it. Like yes, this yeah. is all I mean, everything lined up for it to be him. Like a phone drive to your pocket. How, there's no way you could have got here fast enough. You yeah. know, like where the yeah, what are the odds? In? Like where what are is the, the odds? killer? Yeah. Right. And she's just so I mean, like, her mind's probably all over the place because then she's thinking, okay, if it is him, cool, we locked him up, but that's my boyfriend. That sucks. And if it's not him, then I'm locking him up for no reason and the killer's still out there. So what the fuck? And my like, boyfriend's gonna be pissed. Yeah. Like, and everyone's gonna think I just like to blame people who are innocent. Like yeah. Um So Dewey tries to get them out. They walk out the back of the police station and he's like, We're gonna avoid the circus. But Gail already thought, like, there's got to be some kind of back door, right? We should go check around there. Mm-hmm. And they go back there, and Tatum's like, uh, Gail, fuck off. And Sydney's like, no, nah, I want to talk to her. She's like, how's your book doing? You know, the book about her mom, her dead fucking mom. <clears throat> Which is what we find out right then. We didn't know that beforehand. Yeah. And she's like. Which is why she- Sydney has so much disdain for Gail Weathers. Yeah. Because Sydney's mother died a year before, was murdered. And Gail covered it then, and then she decided to write a book about it with a bunch of lies and a bunch of conspiracy theories and pretty much... Well, not lies. 
No, but I'm saying, you know, I'm sure she twisted and, a lot and of shit. In Sydney's mind. Yeah, lies, but I'm but... saying to make Sydney look bad, it was all like she's lying. She called her a liar in the book. Yeah, she did. And she says, uh, how's your book doing? She says, good, I'll send you a copy. And then right then, Sydney does a turnaround real quick and just decks her. Mm-hmm. She's a clock in the mouth, um, which is a great scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the next next scene's them uh, laying in Tatum's bedroom, and she's like, boom, bitch, Sydney. <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> I love that scene, too. Um, and then – while she's over at Tatum's, Ghostface calls, and Sydney kind of—you see it click that oh shit, Billy's not the killer. Like that's not Billy. She, I just—I really did just lock him up for no reason. And then the uh, the next morning, uh, they wake up and they're at the dinner table. And something I had written down to mention is "Red Right Hand" by Nick Cave, and the Bad Seeds is playing, and that eventually kind of became like the unofficial theme song for this movie series it, it's played in three out of the four of them i believe i was kind of looking out for it in the fourth but i never heard it mm-hmm. um but like played several times it's not played all the way through it's just kind of like the chorus portion but that's playing this is the first time we hear it and then they see cotton weary the guy who uh presumably killed her mom on the news and they're talking about it. they're talking about they're going to put him in a gas chamber and uh, then it skips to them being at school and they're in the courtyard and they're talking about, uh, oh, this is this is where we find out what you just mentioned, yeah. where uh, they, they talk to Gail and Gail's like, well, I'm on I'm on Cotton Weary side. I think Cotton didn't kill your mom. I'm sorry, but like that's just the way it is. Like, I, I really right. think he's an innocent man. Well, and the thing is, Sydney starts questioning herself, too, you know. Yeah. Um, well, and Gail sees it. Yeah, she, she calls says. Her out. She's she like, says, "You don't think he's." Yeah, you don't know if he really did it or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. And, uh, but yeah, and then, oh yeah, then we're in the in the hallway, uh, because Sydney's like talking to Stu. Stu's flirting with Tatum, and he's like, she's like. Is oh, yeah, Billy pissed? Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, you branded him as the Candyman, which is one of our first movie references. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then the ghost face runs down the hallway. Yeah. There, there's just, I mean, not the real one. Just, yeah. just some pranksters. Then there's some pranksters, uh, and they, like, almost tackle Sydney, and she moves out of the way, and she's, like, definitely freaked out. And as if her heart's not beating hard enough, she walks down the hall, runs into Billy who's been released from jail. Yes. Because I mean they didn't have any didn't have any evidence to keep him, I guess, and you can only keep someone what 28 24 or 48 hours mm-hmm. before you got to let him go in jail. I guess. Not Which prison. It was only a couple hours but, that he was in there cuz it was like Yeah. Well, I think his da- I think it. something hinted that his dad was a lawyer too. Yeah, with so, the way he was yeah, in the, yeah. In the sheriff's office. <laughs> Um, Which I thought this scene when she bumps into him was so interesting because she was like, I'm so sorry that I've been, you know, so, oh, no, that's when he was, yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. He was like, I've been selfish, like, I'm so sorry, whatever. And then she apologizes for having PTSD from her mom's death. I didn't understand. No, that's the scene in the bedroom. Is it? Yeah, because I remember you talking I about that late a, in the. Movie. Oh, so this is when they had the fight then in the hallway. This is or this is the one where it's like it's obvious that it's not you, but like 
I can't really believe it just yet. So like, I'm not taking you back. I'm not going to talk to you. Like Sydney still doesn't really. Forget I always Billy. get their conversations confused because Billy's always just like, mm, this is all your fault. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I always get them confused. Cause I have like, which part of like his dialogue is this? <laughs> yeah. He's a dickhead. Um, and then we see in the principal's office that the pranksters have been caught. There were two pranksters. Uh, spoiler alert. There were two pranksters that were caught, which kind of foreshadows the fact that there's two ghost faces. Which is funny. Yeah. I never noticed that before. I didn't either. This is uh, this is one of those movies where you kind of catch Like the principal's in there and he unmasked two ghost faces. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool to me. Um, I, I didn't think about I it. I really like that. That was my favorite part of watching it this time around. Yeah, we did find a couple things we didn't notice before, actually. Yeah. Um, but we were watching it specifically for this, I feel like, and then we had the subtitles on, so it's like sometimes you can read a joke that you didn't really hear the first time. Not to mention, watching it specifically for this was like, you pay attention extra hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get straight up, like, expelled. Principal yeah. Henry Wrinkler isn't fucking around. He's Fon- like, this is not cool, y'all are the, idiots. The principal is the dude who played Fonzie, so like he's not like super intimidating And looking. the grandpa in Holes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't smell anything. He's been in a bunch of shit. He's been in Adam Sandler movies. Like he's Yes, been he in, has. He was the, the Waterboys coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, mama don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> coach Klein got a tattoo of Roy Orbison on his ass. <laughs> and uh, Mama said the reason why <laughs> alligators is so honorary. Because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He's like, uh. Mama said, happiness come from sunshine that come down. Raise the sunshine to come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> uh, I don't want you playing that foosball. What, no, what, what did the girl say at the party? She was like, are you seeing anyone? See a, a lot of girls. See a lot of guys, too. In fact, just the other night, I was with my mama and Coach Klein at the same time. <laughs> she was like, that's hot. <laughs> what the fuck? Them down down uh, Louisiana Bayou folk, weird. Uh, <laughs> we already knew. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get hate mail like Tom Segura does. Remember yeah. he 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 was oh, talking yeah, about like the shit. whole state of Louisiana. Yeah, they fucking hate him. <laughs> uh, shout out Tom Segura. So, um, Sydney's taking a shit. I guess, and she's in the bathroom. No, she's not. <laughs> she is in the bathroom, though. She went in the bathroom because she was upset because of Billy and everything else. And then those girls were talking shit about... She ran into the stall because the girls came out of the stall right. talking shit about it. Well, another thing, too, is the more I listened to the conversation, I think it was really only the cheerleader that was talking shit about her. It was. Because when they walked out, the other girl was like, that is pathetic. Like, the girl mm. was like, you shouldn't be talking shit about her. Right. Um... But yeah, so she overhears them and she's talking shit about her and her mom. They're calling her mom like a slut bag and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they dip out. Yeah, Sydney comes out and she's like in the mirror, like, you know, upset and, she, and crying. She can feel something in I the bathroom. Yeah, I think she kind of hurt, like hurt or had that sixth sense, like, yeah. there's someone else in here with me. And she sees the boots come down. Well, at first she looks under the stalls and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. She can't hear anything and she's like, okay, maybe I'm just being crazy. And then... The boots came down. Right. And then the robe comes down and then boom, Ghostface busts out and runs towards her. But she slides underneath all Jason Bourne and runs out and runs Jesus down the stairs. <laughs> and runs down the stairs. And she gets away without much of a struggle this time, which is 
pretty cool. And last right. time it was Which a is lot also worse. scary in a bathroom because we were talking about it while it was happening. There's no fucking way out. Yeah, there's one way out, <laughs> and that's it. And she was on the wrong side of the bathroom. She wasn't near the door. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Principal announces over the loudspeakers that classes are canceled, and every minor has a 9 p.m. curfew per the sheriff, which is greeted with a awesome for classes being canceled and then uh, yeah. fuck you for the 9 p.m. curfew. Uh Dewey's standing outside of the school and then Gail Weathers comes up and tries to get a little bit of information from him. But she realizes like oh, it's a good looking officer. Like she's kind of like toying with him to get information, but she's also kind of flirting. Like we can right. see that they're really interested in each other. Right. She's like my my target audience is 11 to 24 and he's like I'm 25 and then she was like he said something you were like, you're prettier in person. She said, you do watch it. He said, I was 24 for a whole year. He said, yes, ma'am, I was 24 for a whole year. That shit was smooth. Kizzo is skizzo is is out. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is do is so good. I in this love movie. Matthew Lillard. He's, Matthew Lillard, if you're free next Thursday, I'm free if you want to hang out next stop. Thursday when I'm free. He, he's probably my favorite part of this movie. I'm sure he is yours too. Um, so what he's basically saying at that point is he's running up behind Tatum and Sydney and saying like, let's have a party. Um, and at that point, Steffi brought up something really cool to me. Cause like I had mentioned, Halloween's one of my favorite, uh, horror movies. Mm-hmm. And as they're walking down the street, you Which see, we didn't notice. Yeah, I, I didn't notice. Another thing I just time. noticed. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, uh, there's, they're walking shrubs. from the school to the yeah to yeah. The, it, it's like the school is in like a neighborhood pretty much. Yeah, there's shrubs and bushes just like there is in uh, the Haddonfield neighborhood. In yeah, with the Halloween. sidewalk and the trees right on the side. It was very interesting where he's stalking Laurie Strode in broad daylight. Um, and then so from there, it's all happy. They're talking about a party at Stu's house, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be killer and uh, killer. So uh, <laughs> then we jump back to the principal. He's the only one in the school other than the custodian. So we keep hearing. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to knock on here, but I was afraid it might be too ambient. It's too loud. I barely touched I'm just it. playing. Okay. So he keeps hearing people knocking on the door and he keeps opening the door and nobody's there until like the fourth time. And then it's uh, it's the custodian played by Wes Craven, the director, and he's dressed as Freddy Krueger. Not as him, but he has the red stripe. Well, yeah, he's got the red stripe sweater and the fedora on. Right. And then he says, did you call for me? And he says, no, not you, Fred. Like Fred, like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It's hilarious. Right. Um, I love that part. And then uh, kind of without any warning, Ghostface kills the principal. Don't know how he got there. But that, mm-hmm. well, I'm not. I'm going to save the big reveal for later. But I was about to say who I think that Ghostface was of the two people. Well, yeah, because we didn't see where he went. Yeah, well, I'll tell you in a minute. You know what? We're just gonna say it now. No, no, I I want it to be a. If they're this far, they've seen the scream. Not necessarily. I listen to all kinds of. Okay, I just want it to be big. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, they're watching Frankenstein at the movie store. There's an ET reference. Lady comes up and she says, "What's the werewolf movie with the mom from ET?" Uh, Drew Barrymore was in ET. That's her first movie. Yeah, I think that was cool. That's a cool callback. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not even a scary movie. I mean, it was scary to me, but um, <laughs> and to Emily, yeah, Shout yeah, Emily, she's yeah. terrified of ET. Shout out, Gerjean. Uh Randy says one of the most memorable lines in the movie: "It's the Millennium. Motives are incidental." 
he's talking about the fact that um not kill killers don't need motives in new scary movies because like they've lost the movies have lost all their heart you know they don't right. have yeah um but it kind of plays into the plot later on too well john also didn't play so so they're in the movie store because randy works at the movie store he's putting away movies and he is talking to Stu about who the killer could be there you know just shooting shit they're good friends they're talking about it and randy is convinced that the killer is billy he is convinced and he's like it all lines up it all makes sense like this is how horror movies work i've seen a hundred thousand of them like this is the format and um that's when he says the motives line and, um, oh, that's when the red right hand plays at the same time? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I wasn't um, paying attention. But yeah, both of them, both of them kind of got on Randy's ass right there. Cause you know, Stu's Billy's friend. And, well, yeah. Billy comes up and he's behind yeah. him and he's like, so you think. He's like, you think I'm a fucking killer? Like, yeah. It's fucked up. Which again, Billy is super creepy in yeah. this moment. Like Stu you, is still kind of normal, but Billy's like, man, and you it, think I'm a killer? And he walks away and Randy's like, you think that guy's not a killer? Yeah. And he's screaming in the in yeah. the video store. He's like, everyone is a suspect. Yeah, man. he's like literally yelling. People are turning around looking. That's <laughs> that's another thing I like too, is because like in, in movies when someone screams, like you don't really notice people turn around all that much. But like in this one, they were like, What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> um another direct movie reference, they look out into the sunset and they're like the town that dreaded sundown. Uh this looks like the town that dreaded sundown. And um then Dewey says, uh, "I wonder who they're going to cast in your movie, Sid." You, you've met, you're you're jumping though. But am I jumping over something super important? You just didn't. You okay? Just keep going. It's okay. He says, "I wonder who they're going to cast." Sid in is your- the one that said the town that joined the sundown. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't say that. Oh, sorry. You didn't play Sid or Dewey anywhere. You you're still talking about Stu and Randy, and then you said that. Oh yeah, I guess I did. Okay. <laughs> well, they're they're uh they're in Dewey's car, aren't they? They're 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 th- about to get in the car and Dewey's gonna drop them off at the party. Yeah, yeah. So um, they say that line and then Dewey's like, "I wonder who's gonna play you in your movie, Sid." You you remind me of a young Meg Ryan, and she mm-hmm. said, "With any of my luck, they're gonna uh, cast Tori Spelling, who is who they cast in the in movie movie called Stab in Scream." In 2. the second one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Stab is about Sydney's story in Scream One. And they cast Tori Spelling as as the Sid as Prescott the, yeah, character. Yeah, that's funny. Super funny. You didn't know that. You you laughed. I didn't. You realize. laughed pretty yeah, good I when you realized realize. that. Yeah. Um. Then it's party time. Oh We're gonna God. party down. Um. <laughs> party on Wayne. Yeah. Party on Garth. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then so Dewey drops Tatum and Sydney off at Stu's house. Uh, party's already going on. And he's like, don't party too hard. I'll have to come bust you. <laughs> you know, older brother talk. And Gail uh, runs into Dewey outside of the party. Because, you know, Gail's obviously stalking Sydney at this point. We see mm-hmm. her everywhere Sydney goes. And Dewey's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you know, I'm just doing my job. Don't worry about me. Uh, then we get a fuck ton of movie references back to back to oh, back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Evil Dead, Hellraiser, Terror Train, Halloween, and Prom Night. Uh, Prom Night, Terror Train, Halloween all have Jamie Lee Curtis. That's why they're talked about together. And Evil Dead and Hellraiser are uh, the two options that Randy's given people to watch for the, you know, living room movie. They're all. No, I mean, well, I guess, I guess, but 
Sydney's got those two. He's, yeah, she, he's, yeah, he's yeah, holding up right. the other two. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, And then Dewey and Gail end up walking into the party, which is not a boner kill either. A cop and an older lady walk into the... Well, not just that, it's Gail Weathers, and she wasn't invited. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, but I mean, people were excited to see her. They were like, holy shit, I watched her. Watch yeah, well, that is day. one thing about this movie is that I'll give I'll give it this. Sydney has some shitty friends. Yeah. Like her uh, mother Tatum's was cool. mur- yeah, Tatum's really yeah, but good. I'm saying like her mother was murdered, like brutally. Yeah. And Gail Weathers covered it and was a dick about it. And they're like, Yeah, we love Gail. Bring her over. Yeah, I I just don't think Tatum's shitty because Tatum was like, Yeah, bitch, you punched her bitch. Yeah, no, no. And, and then fine. she also said uh when she was talking about getting attacked. She said, and, uh, not- if you piss, I piss. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm saying when Gail walked in the party, Tatum walked past her, she was she said something like nice. Nice, uh, well, talking about her That eye. was not the party, actually. That was when, that was earlier on. Sorry. That was when that was she was when asking about the book. The, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, they walked yeah, yeah, yeah. the outside. Sorry, my bad. Okay, no, you're good. You're good. But I remember, but I remember her saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She stuck up for her. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Gail does is she sneaks a little, uh, uh, she sneaks a little camera in. I'm listening. Wait, is the cat outside? Yeah. That's, that's gotta be like once a podcast. Like, <laughs> is she? No, I didn't hear anything. Is the cat in there? Is the cat in there? Okay, never mind. I heard her. My bad. Anyway, um. <laughs> I swore on my life that I heard the cat. No, it's okay. Uh, so Gail hides a camera in there. It's on a thirty-second delay, but she hides a camera in the party, and um. So I, I think it was Randy or Stu that was like Tatum. Can you go grab? A bunch of beers. It was Stu. Stu. Yeah, I figured it was Stu. Beers out of the garage because it's Stu's house. Yeah, yeah. And so she goes and she grabs a bunch of beers and Ghostface is on the steps waiting for her when she goes to walk back in. Mm-hmm. And a brawl ensues because she didn't think it was... She no, she was, was like, oh, what, yeah. you want to play Psycho Killer? And, and she, she was like, like yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, eventually she, her dumbass tries to sneak through the uh, doggy door. And he activates the garage. Ghostface activates the garage, which crushes her by the shoulder and neck. Uh, kills her, obviously. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I spit on your grave reference. Yeah, she's That's like, it. what do you want to play? I, I spit, spit on, on your garage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I forgot about that one. I, I tried to list every reference I heard. Um, and she kind of made light of the trope that, like, the girl who's about to get murdered is, like, begging for her life. She was like, no, please, don't kill me. Like, all mm-hmm. sarcastically. Right. Um, another thing I, I've kind of noticed throughout all of these movies is, like, because they're all just kind of, like, regular people you see throughout the movie, mm-hmm. they're very regular, like, when they're chasing people. That's very true. Because I feel like a lot of – actually, pretty much every other slasher movie, they're almost – Invincible. Invincible. I mean, they're almost supernatural. Jason don't trip. Mike yeah. Myers don't really get his ass beat. No, he's way too strong and way too fast. Not even by uh, Kung Fu Buster Rhymes. If you've if you've seen that movie, you know how shitty that movie is. There's a fucking Halloween movie where Buster Rhymes does Kung Fu and beats the shit out of Michael Myers. It's so bad, but it's kind of fun to watch. Though I'll have to show you that one eventually. Um, yeah. So, uh. Ghostface is dumb, and they can't find Tatum, and now people are kind of starting to leave. It, it, not everybody, but uh, it's still Stu, Billy, Randy, Sydney. That's not why they leave, though. What did I miss there? Right? 
No, I mean it's just getting late. Oh, I'm it's not getting there late yet. in the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're not there yet. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm. Re- you have so many the, things written down. I know. Like- I know. The other people do leave later for a reason. Right, 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 right. But yeah. So uh, there's Stu, Billy, Randy, Sydney, and a few incendiary characters. There's um, like 10, 15 people here. Yeah, and was, and yeah. really, it's not much of a party anymore. It's kind of a kickback. They're just chilling. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when Billy shows up to the party. Oh yeah. Yeah, Billy wasn't there yet, I guess. I forgot. I I wrote Billy down earlier, but he wasn't there yet. Uh when he shows up, Randy makes a Texas chainsaw reference. He yeah. says, What's Leatherface doing here? And uh Stu's like, You just coming to talk with Sydney and they go up to uh Stu's parents' room. That's the second time that he makes a subtlety joke. Because yeah. Stu's like, you know, you wanna go upstairs oh, in yes, the bedroom yeah, and yeah. Billy's like, subtlety would be nice too. Yeah, a little bit of subtlety would be nice. Um they're watching Halloween at the party where uh, they're at the part where Michael Myers kills Bob mm-hmm. and takes the ghost sheet. Uh, ghost sheet? Ghost face? Is that maybe that's a thing? I don't maybe. know. Uh, and Randy talks about the horror trope of virgins and horror movies, how they're, uh, they're always the winners in the movie. Right. And then he goes on to talk about three big rules. No sex, no drinking or drugs. And never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say that you'll be right back. That's how you survive a horror movie. Yeah. Which leads to Stu. Stu goes, I'm going in the kitchen. You don't want anything? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And he's like, okay. I'm I'll be right back. back. <laughs> oh, I love him. Yeah, but... that part's so good. I mean, other than, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he says, yeah, you'll be right back. I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. And that kind of plays into something later, which is interesting. I feel like we could go. No, ahead we're and say almost it. there. Uh, Sydney and they Billy already are, know. Sydney and Billy are upstairs having sex. It's Sydney's first time. What a night to remember this is. Um, Gail tells her cameraman that she'll be right back, which means yeah, some shit's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah, because Gail was walking with uh, Dewey. Yeah, Dewey came up and he was like, they found a car in the woods. We got to go investigate it. You should come with me. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk and I'll be right back. Right. And uh, then Randy gets a phone call that says the principal has been gutted and hung up by the football goalpost. And then the rest of the characters at the party that are not any of our main characters are like, let's fucking go check it out before they pull him down. Why would you? I would never, ever want to see something like that. Yeah, they're all psychopaths. That's horrifying. They're but like, I think that's probably also playing on the fact that like teenagers are so desensitized well, at this point. That I was just going to say, they um they did a good job of... They kept this movie very level-headed and realistic. Even though it's playing on itself, it's very meta and like plays to the trope for horror movies. Yeah. But they did a good job of making... Like at, at least all of the minor characters, like super characters of themselves. Like they're like, we're uh, teenagers and yeah. we're gonna go see this guy gutted hanging up on the like that's yeah. fucked up. It's Nobody like, does that. Like it's like we live in a society. Yeah, literally no yeah. literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh so those teenagers who are junk driving almost hit Dewey and Gale, who jump out of the way real quick, and Dewey falls on top of Gale and they share their first kiss, which is a, a nice little bit of happiness and 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 Right before all this crazy shit that's about to go down. Trust me. And uh, so Billy and Sydney are getting dressed again after after fooling around. And uh, she's asking him questions. Who did you call on your on your one phone call when you were in jail? And he was like, call my dad. And he was like, well, I saw the sergeant call your dad. Why did you call him? And, you know, yada, 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 over and over until Ghostface kicks in the door and quote, unquote, kills Billy. Right? 
kills him. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he runs around chasing Sydney, who not ru- Billy the ghost face. Yeah, sorry. Who runs up to the attic and screams for help? She screams into the window, and then walks out of another window onto the roof, and she drops off the roof onto a tarped boat that's in the driveway. She gets up and sees Tatum's all crushed up and mm-hmm. dead in the garage door, which has got a oh fuck yeah i can't even and she runs what a roller coaster of emotions this girl's going on this Mm -hmm. night it's a shitty shitty i mean what a life what a life (laughs) yeah you watch the rest of these movies what a life um ghostface sneaks up on randy almost in sync with the michael myers sneaking up on laurie strode scene it is in sync with it yeah randy's like as soon oh, as the, turn around. As soon oh, as the he's right behind you. hits, like yeah. he pops around the door. Because Randy's like been drinking and yes. he's he's by himself at yeah, this point. Just watching, watching Halloween and he knows Which the movie. Fucking relatable, man. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um and then uh Sydney goes down to the cameraman who's still in the van and they see Ghostface sneaking up on Randy on the cameras. But once they jump out and they start walking a little bit, well, so like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Go so Ghostface was creeping up on Randy. Mm-hmm. And at the last second. Ghostface turned around and went the other direction because he heard. Was it Gail outside running? No, I'm pretty sure it was. It was Sydney. Cindy's. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Sydney was running outside. She was like, "Help! Help! Somebody help!" So at the last second, have I been calling her Cindy? I don't know. I, I think, think you said Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Either way, you don't know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, which fun fact? We realized watching scary movie a couple weeks ago that they just played on Sydney. Yeah, I didn't notice. I never it, noticed. It made I it Cindy yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, instead of killing Randy, he runs out the other direction. And of course, you know, because she's out there, help me, help me, someone help me. So he's going to go try to kill her. And um, Sydney makes it to the van with the Gilweather's camera. Kenny, I believe. Guy. Yeah, I think it's Kenny. Is that, I think it's what it is. He's in there and he slams the door shut behind her. And he's like, you know, I have it right here. I can see Ghostface in there. And they're watching it, and they realize at the last second, because he opens the door, and the door's already open, he forgot that the camera's on a 30-second delay. So as soon as he opens that sliding door, Ghostface is there, and he slices Kenny dead. Yeah. Kenny's gone. Cuts dead. his throat. Um, so Sydney's in there, and she's like, what the fuck? Um, and on, at his dying breath, he's like, the back door. Yeah. Like, go. Get your ass out yeah, of here. Yeah, for real. Lonnie, get, <laughs> get your ass away from that. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> fuck! I love that so, movie. So uh, yeah, so Sydney's running for her life again. No surprise. Yeah. Um, Cardio. She great uh, so she runs movie. from there. Is that when she runs into the cop car, or is that when yeah. Gail finds? Yeah. Well, she runs no, Gail car. finds. Movie chronologically, Gail finds the the Kenny dead, but um, and then uh, no, 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 no! You forgot to write it down. You forgot to oh, write it Oh, I guess down. I did. Yeah. So, she so Sydney gets, gets out of the out of the out of the news van and she runs. No, I didn't. Right there. Vehicle. Where? Dewey's been stabbed by Ghostface, and Ghostface is now chasing Sydney. Who's okay? Okay, I didn't. Okay, so it was. All- Gail finds uh, that her cameraman's dead, and she pulls away in the van after Randy jumps up and he's like, "Help me!" And she hits him with a cellular phone, and she crashes in the news van. Uh, so she's incapacitated. No. She crashes the news van because Sydney's in the middle of the road. But she's driving all hectically. Yeah, but I'm saying. Okay, I just missed time. writing down a part. There's, there's a lot going on I'm right con- now in I'm this confused. movie. Okay. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. 
Don't tell them. Don't tell the listeners you're confused. Sorry. They won't trust us. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. We need to. No, you're not. We need to set up some <laughs> hypnotizers, though. Um. So they'll listen to us. Listen to us. Uh. So yeah, Dewey has been stabbed. He's got a knife in his back. Ghostface pulls the knife out and runs towards Sydney, who jumps into the police cruiser and locks all the doors. But she doesn't have the keys. Ghostface does. Mm -hmm. So he's under the car, unlocking random doors, and she doesn't know where to go. And uh, she picks up the car phone and said, I'm at Stu's house. It's the radio's police. Yeah. I'm at Stu's house, and he's going to try to kill me. Doesn't mention who's trying to kill her. It just says, I'm at Stu's house, and he's trying to kill me. Um, Randy and Stu both charge towards Sydney, but she doesn't know who to believe. They're both trying mm-hmm. to point out, like, he's the killer. No, he's the killer. So she says, fuck you both. Right, and, and locks, locks you Sam's out. locks the door, yeah. which, pause for just a second. Once we actually announce who the killers are, I think we should go back through to the little innuendos that were through here, where you could have guessed... Mm-hmm. who the killers were the whole time. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of things that we skimmed past without knowing who the killers were. Well, we're about to announce who it is because Billy falls down the stairs bloody and disoriented and opens up the door, takes the gun, and shoots Randy in the chest. So... He said, we all go home that sometimes. Uh, Norman Bates, psycho, another movie And he reference. said that himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he basically gave us the trivia there. Um, well, and so at that point, Sydney tries to run away from him because obviously Billy's fucking batshit crazy and he is the killer. And she turns mm-hmm. around and Stu's there. She's like, Stu, help me. He's crazy. And Stu's like, surprise, Sydney. He's, ah! he's got the, yeah, he's got the voice manipulator. So it's, uh, it's Billy and Stu. Uh, so that's why we wrote down that I'm at Stu's house and he's going to try to kill me. That's Well, I noticed that this time. Yeah. So she's on the police scanner and she goes, I'm at Stu's house, Stu whatever's house, it's blah, 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 this street, he's going to try to kill me. Yeah. So in a correct sentence, you know, she's saying Ghostface is going to try to kill her, obviously, right. in the moment. But what you realize looking back when she said it, that was foreshadowing because the only person in the sentence is Stu. So mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting, interesting moment there. There's the, a lot of... Uh, the everyone's a suspect. Yeah. It makes you think like, oh, it might not just be one person. Right. Um, we realized that there could have been a ghost face trying to kill her while Billy's waiting outside on the roof because two of them. Right. Um, also, when um, they were in the house and Randy was giving all the horror movie tropes, Stu goes, I'll be right back. And then he goes, I'll see you in the kitchen. Next time I see you in the kitchen, I'll with be knife. with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't say who with a knife. And the truth is, the next time you see Stu is in the kitchen with a knife. Yeah. So mm-hmm. interesting. Um, <laughs> a little more scary movie trivia from Billy when he licks the blood off of him and says it's corn syrup, which is what they use for blood and carry. Um, so, yeah, we find out Stu and Billy are both ghostface. And then we find out that they're framed cotton weary for the death of Sydney's mom who was actually killed by Billy. Right. And that's when he makes the line again about motive and how he doesn't mm-hmm. need a motive. Yeah. It makes it more scary. makes it more terrifying. That's why we wrote that down. Right. Yeah. But then he goes ahead on to say, and he says, you want a motive? How about your mother was yeah. having sex with my dad? Yeah. Is that motive enough for you? Yeah. And that's basically like what sent Billy over the edge was like, you know, my parents divorced because your mom's fucking around with my dad. and My mom uh, abandoned me, he said, mm-hmm. which is sad, but like, don't get to go killing everybody over it. Yeah, for real. Um, 
so their plan was to frame her dad for all the killings who they've got duct taped in a closet. Uh, they're going to assure their innocence to the police by stabbing each other to simulate that they were the last two living victims. And shooting her dad and Sydney. Yeah. They were going to kill her and then kill him and take all his duct tape off well, and make it look plan, like a suicide. Yeah. And they copied his phone number. Yeah. So the phone they've been using traces back to her father's phone, even mm-hmm. though it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, we get surprised by Gail, who holds the boys up at gunpoint. Um, she's basically like, okay, how, how's this friend ending to your horror movie? I'm, I'm the rogue reporter, and I come up, and I'm the one that's going to save the day. Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, well, bitch, you got the safety on, and knocks her out. Mm-hmm. And he goes to shoot her until... Uh, Stu is like, um... <laughs> we got a um, problem! <laughs> which is... Uh, as fucked up as it is, and this is what I was going to say. So Stu is my favorite character, even though he's yeah. a murderer. But it's so funny to see the two of them because you can tell they are best friends. And one of them is the mastermind and the other one is just there because he's a Stu's good friend doof, to him. Man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he's he, a dude. He doesn't care, though. Like, he doesn't no. He doesn't want to do this. He's just doing it because Billy's. Right. And he thinks boy. there's no repercussions. So he's like, oh, Billy, we have a problem. Yeah. And Billy's like, what is it? And so he turns around while he's about to shoot Gail, and Sid is gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's gone. And uh so they're both sitting with several stab wounds, pretty deep stab wounds. I'd say probably yeah. like three or four yeah. each. So they yeah, they're both running through trying to find her. Um Billy's obviously running, he's livid. He's like, Where is it? where are you, you bitch? Like and, he's yelling. And we're about to run through the th- Probably the three funniest lines in the whole movie. I quote them every yeah. day of my life. Yeah. Um, Stu so, was in bad shape. He got stabbed pretty far. Yeah. He was already I think up a little bit. Dying here, man. Yeah. His yeah. Mouth full of blood. <laughs> he says Stu falls at the uh, little desk in the kitchen, and it's um, like where a microwave. Would sit, yeah, right? and Billy's still running around. Um, phone rings. Stu picks it up. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> Stu goes, "Try not to go to voicemail." Yeah. <laughs> But that's not even so, one of the funniest ones. That's not even one of the funniest ones. There's that one, and then uh, yeah, well, gives it to Billy. Well, right, but it is funny because Stu goes, hello. Yeah. <laughs> he just answered it like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, Billy takes it. And um, what does she say over the phone? Now I forget. She says uh, she's talking into the voice box. Yeah. And she says something like, uh, how you like that the police are on their way or some shit. And he's like, you fucking bitch. And throws the phone at him. Yeah, throws the phone at Stu. And Stu goes, you hit me with the And uh, then she says, how are you going to live with yourself? What are you going to tell them when the police get here? He says, peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. And then he, Billy takes the phone again. That's when he slams it on him and throws the phone at him. That is. Yeah, yeah you skip that a little bit. And then um, he gives the phone back to Stu. Stu picks the phone up and he's like, did you really call the police? And she's like, you bet your ass I did. He goes, my mom and dad are going to be so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> Fucking hilarious comedy gold. Um, oh my god. So as Billy's out racing around trying to find Sydney, she pops out with the whole ghost face garb on. And with an umbrella of yeah. all things. She stabs him in the chest Twice. with an umbrella. Twice, yep. yeah. Boom, boom. And then uh, Stu, with his last dying power, charges and attacks Sydney. He's trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. He's trying to strangle her. And... Uh, what does she do? She smashes a vase over his head or a lamp. Well, they, they fall over the couch. Yeah. 
and he's trying um, to kill her. Yeah, strangling. so she grabs a, the there's a, a lamp or like a vase on the floor, yeah. and she, yeah, she smashes it across his head, and he's it, like, it makes him yeah, he's disordered. He rolls over, and she uh, she stands up, and Halloween is still playing on the television. Yeah. This big old box set television from the it's 90s. one of the big backs, yeah, like, the big giant yeah. TVs that has to be in the corner of a room. And <laughs> she knocks that shit over right onto Stu's face, still plugged in. So not only does it crush his head, it electrocutes him too. Yep. So if one don't get it done, the other will. Uh, Randy wakes up, but so does Billy, who begins to strangle Sydney after punching Randy out. Um, Gail pops in with the gun and no safety on and shoots uh, Billy. Right in the chest. Yeah. Uh, Randy gets up and he's like, here's the scene where uh, the, the pronounced dead killer gets up for one final scare and he does, obviously, yeah. because Randy knows everything about horror movies. And uh, Sydney puts one in his head. Yep. And ends it all. So, she goes, not my movie. Yeah. Uh, Gail, Randy, Sydney, and Dewey are sole survivors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Gail at the end giving a kind of like a sign off. And yeah, she got a bloody lip and a And she's on the eye. news. She's yeah. Like, she's like, eyewitness reports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First. Uh, first responder type shit um so yeah guys that's scream one uh it was critically extremely well received i love this movie super high grossing yeah steffi steffi's the highest rating um the original name for the movie was scary movie which i always find funny Mm -hmm. yeah um because that's the last words in the movie too right that's the last one scale says she says something like uh like the events of a scary movie yeah Yeah. something like that which i think is kind of funny because scream in itself obviously like we've said is a play on scary movies so then scary movie is a a funny version on a movie that's a movie about scary movie it's like literally yeah (laughs) so scary movie is meta on a meta movie scary (laughs) scary movie scary movie is weird because it's a parody of a meta movie right which is a parody of itself yeah it's like you know scream takes itself just seriously enough i wouldn't call a meta movie a a parody but i would call it like like you know in like the simpsons when they break the fourth wall and like bart turns to you and he's like can you believe this dude well, that's man? The thing. Like, I think I think Scream don't is have a cow, just, man. Scream is just close enough to breaking the fourth wall without looking at you. Yeah. The only thing they don't do is look at you in the face and say, Hey, this is a scary movie. How about like, this guy? Yeah. Um, Courtney Cox and David Arquette actually met on set. Uh, they were married, but they sadly divorced in 2013. Hmm. Aw. Yeah. Courtney Cox Arquette. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, changed. <laughs> if anyone her name. asked, it was like that on friends. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, Courtney Cox actually like really wanted this role. Be- well, yeah, we yeah. were talking about that that yeah. one time because so she was so big on Friends and she was such a bubbly character and that was pretty much all she had under her belt. She was like sweet girl, like yeah, that's people the- didn't take her seriously, so she yeah. was like, "Fuck it, I'll be a badass." And, and then I'm gonna movie. go do Three Thousand Miles to Graceland after that. God <laughs> damn, that's a good movie. We should review that one ah! because we've only been reviewing like big blockbuster movies that if y'all haven't seen three thousand miles to graceland i highly recommend it that's a fun one i take pride in that movie because that is one of the only movies that john had never seen and i had to show it to him so that's a really cool action movie it's a cool Damn, idea it's kurt russell it's kevin, kevin costner kevin costner uh christian slater yes yeah dude so many people in yep that. who was the cop when they're a cop chasing him yeah no Fuck. And then the little kid's funny. He's a yeah, he's he's a really good actor. And then the guy, um, 
the guy that collects taxidermic animals in his thing when they go and he has the money in the safe. Now I forget who the actor Here, is, but he's I'm gonna keep reading out uh some of these fun facts. You you look it up, please. Okay. I'm very curious. Uh the use of caller ID tripled after this movie came out. Uh fifty gallons of blood were used throughout the entirety of the movie, which is a shit ton. This one came as a bit obvious to me, but uh Billy's last name was Loomis. Um Sorry, David Arquette is also in three. Oh <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, he fucking is. Oh, and Kevin, Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Uh, John Lovitz is, is the guy. I love John Lovitz. Ice T's in that shit. Yeah. Joaquin Woodbine. Thomas Hayden. That's uh, evil Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dude, fuck That's yeah, that funny. movie's amazing. Um, Paul Inka. But yeah, Billy. Uh, Billy Loomis. His last name is a That's reference funny. to. That's funny. I didn't know. You never knew. You never noticed no. that. Yeah, Doctor Loomis from Halloween. Right. No, yeah. I knew that. I just yeah. never put two and two together. Yeah. Wow. Lani, <laughs> um, get your ass away from me. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna you, have to find the sound. You bit. would think. You would think that's the only line I knew from that movie. The I way know. I quote it. <laughs> but it, but like it comes up so easy, you know. Yeah, this one was probably my favorite of the fun facts. That's why I saved it for last. Uh, Wes Craven insisted and did not let any of the actors meet or talk to the voice of Ghostface uh, on set until shooting conclu- uh, concluded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you heard that voice for the first time, you're like, oh, shit. Like, well, it chills. kind of gave them that yeah. actual edge, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they know it's like a play on scary movies, but it's still a scary movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Like I said, man, uh, we can just kind of touch on the other ones, too. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. No, I did. Yeah. I liked to a lot. I liked. I like. I mean, I liked them all. Yeah. And fun fact, like we were saying before, I um, I'd only ever seen the first one, and I didn't. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't really. You know, I didn't remember a lot of it. Um. So we rewatched the first one a few months ago, and then uh, I have you have all four. the yeah, you yeah. have all four, and so I watched two, three, and four for the first time, and I think you watched three and four, three and four for the first time. Um, I liked them all. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I could see why people who are big giant fans wouldn't like the fourth one because it's made new. I like the fourth one. I didn't like the third one. Do you know why I don't like the third one? Why? Because there's so little Sydney in it. That's true. I guess there's so there's so much on incendiary characters. Mm-hmm. Like I'd I'd much rather just kind of have a movie. Which one? Here. So the second one was the one with the theater. The third at one's, the beginning. Yeah. The third one's the one. Oh, and at the end too. Yeah, the play. The third one is. Third one's the one with uh, her stepbrother or brother-in-law or her half-brother is the killer, remember? The dude with the glasses. It's it's They're on set the whole time. They're on stab They're on set, set for the movie. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. I remember that now. And I that's don't when like they're, that one. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of neat the way they did it. Because so yeah. the stab I mean, movies it, were like an exact replica of the, the first group. movie. Yeah. yeah so that It was had way neat. more potential... I think they could have done a lot with it if, if there would have been more Neve Campbell. Right. Um, and the fourth one I liked a lot. Yeah. Fourth one I really enjoyed. Uh, I really don't like what's her face at all. What's that girl's name that's in it? Emma. Tom, not Thompson, not Watson. Emma. Roberts. Yep. I hate her. Why? I think she's shitty in everything. Well, okay. <laughs> I liked her in Aquamarine. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like Aquamarine. <laughs> Wow! It's okay. Shut the hell up. There, Next question. There's only one mermaid movie out there Next for me. Next question. No questions. Recommendations. 
Netflix, Chasing Amy by Kevin Smith, starring Jason Lee and Ben Affleck. Fucking awesome comedy movie. Um, if ben you- Affleck in a movie about Chasing Amy? Isn't that just Gone Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Amy. It's fucking awesome, man. If you like Kevin Smith's brand of comedy, if you're into Dogma, Clerks, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob, Mall Rats, you'll, you'll like Chasing Amy. I've seen all his shit except Dogma. I haven't seen Dogma. But I've seen most of his shit and he's amazing. Do you know Dogma? The person you know who plays God in Dogma? Mm-mm. Alanis Morissette. Really? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, but you know what? If God is a woman, I believe it's Alanis. Morissette. I love I love Kevin Smith. He he's got <laughs> such a weird look on life and he, he's so I don't know, man. He he's and he does the best Joe Rogan episodes. Yeah. Ke- Kevin Smith has some of the best ones. Uh, on HBO Go, we watched Big the other night. Yeah, we did. We've seen it before, but I mean. My nephew watched it for the first time. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. He loved it. Yeah. It's he really was like, good. I don't like that machine. I don't want to see that machine again. I'm like, nobody likes machine, dude. Shout out, Logan. Uh, <laughs> and on Amazon Prime, I think they have the whole series except for Jason X. But watch Friday the 13th, 1 through 4. I've got Steffi halfway through it already. She's mm-hmm. seen 1 and 2. What'd you think? I mean, they're pretty good, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's um, exactly for what, they what are. I expected. Yeah, I mean, I did the are. whole story for Friday. I mean, they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of lifeless, but I mean, it's nice to turn your brain off every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for comedy, Netflix, Chase Amy. For something you can watch with anybody, big, HBO Go, you'll laugh your ass off. For a little bit of scary. I said it. I stole my mama's credit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Selena, walking down the street, 10 times a week. <laughs> It's a great suck you in the stomach three more times. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, good horror movies. Uh, good horror movies. I should say that. I I'm not the biggest fan, but I feel like it's one through four are movies you should see. Mm-hmm. If you like scary movies, those are the ones you should see. And watch Jason Takes Manhattan because it's really shitty. Super fun to watch. And watch Jason X because it's completely moronic, and it's got some of the best kills in the series. Dude, no reason Jason should be in space. No fucking reason that dude yeah, should be what? in space. But, you know, I, I like it anyway. I'm going to recommend Scream. Yeah, just find it somewhere. If you can find it somewhere for real, even if you've seen it, um, I feel like it's definitely, it's so packed full of references of itself and of other movies mm. that, like we were just saying, I, we, I, we've seen Scream a few times and recently a few times and we found more things today that we have never noticed before. So, I mean, there's definitely things that, especially knowing who the killers are, when you rewatch it again, you it, can see it all right there in your face. It's like watching Get Out. It's a dense movie. <laughs> no, it's not. I think Get Out's so much more. No, that... no I'm not saying I'm Oh, you mean movie. in the I'm same saying, way. I'm yeah. saying you watch Get Out one time, and the whole time you're like, oh my god. And then if you rewatch it, it's right under your nose, and you never You're so notice. flooded with information that yeah. you can't pick it all up on the The second time, time I watched that movie, I was like, oh my god, it was there the whole time. That's how Dumb and Dumber is with jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's like, I can't believe. I yeah, I miss so much. But yeah, that's that's Scream 1 in a nutshell, guys. Um, we just picked something really good, really classic that a lot of people have more than likely seen. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we like doing these review episodes. I did a lot of typing today. I finished basically <laughs> a college paper. Um, Times New Roman, yeah. size 12 font. And hopefully, I've been waiting to do this for a couple of friggin' 
episodes now. I've talked about it at the end, but hopefully we get this Lighthouse review out too because it's on Amazon Prime now and I want everybody to be able to see it. I do, I, I do want to do it. I feel like Lighthouse, we're going to have to do our research on that one because I still have a lot of days things. on it. Listen, there's a lot of things I still don't understand about that movie. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to do a Parasite one now that that's on Hulu too. Mm-hmm. Just so people can, you know, like, I want people to have a companion piece. I wish there was a way stuff. to do a live podcast for the lighthouse yeah. and ask ask for input while we're talking. Well, we could we could just like put that shit on subtitles and mute it. Yeah, but I don't know. But, oh, you mean live as in like people tuning I mean, in? Yeah, and, yeah, nah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't, feel like I don't you need know to ask questions. That. Yeah, you know that's hard. I would like to do a live watch though. Like yeah. if I could find a way to do a watch party or something, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, got anything else to say, Steph? I don't think so. Y'all just watch Scream. Stay home and watch Scream. Yeah. This shit's still going on. They're talking about open up stuff. (laughs) Don't don't go out. Don't be crazy. Don't go out. Don't have sex. Don't drink alcohol. And never, ever, ever say you're going to be right back. Okay? All right, guys. I'll be right back. (laughs) I was just going to say it. All right. Uh, Whenever you're listening to this, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Uh, We'll be right back. (laughs) You dick. (laughs) 